Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, gay, and Clark is gay, gay and Ryan's gay, gay, and Adam's gay. gay. It's, it's Homo Superior. Issue 122. I am Adam Casari. Oh, hello. <laughs> Good to meet yeah. you. I am Ryan. You don't need to know my last name. <laughs> and, and, yes, and Brent here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just, so it's a shorter podcast. It is. We're missing uh, Clark. And it's we're the original Kayla. trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The ones that people want to hear and listen to and love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially Clark and Kayla. The agents like, of chaos. Get off <laughs> hearing us speak. Oh, they'll get off. Right? Um, well, spoiler alert. We have no new comics this week. Yeah. But we do have a lot of good discussion about the Oscars, comics, and movies. Let's start with uh, the Oscars. Okay. So. So the Oscar nominations came out and uh, a lot of those same ones that came out from the Golden Globes were on, on the same list. But surprisingly, the Joker was nominated for 11 Oscars. The most of this year. Correct. Yeah. Why? And also, do we think this is a course correct correction because they- For like, Logan or- no, no, not even that. I, I, <laughs> Enough about Logan. I, I do like that theory, but no. Um, no. Let's correct course four or five years later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, there's a lot of backlash saying like uh, these superhero movies that make so much money do not actually ever get any awards. So is this in retaliation to that or is the Joker that good? I think it was kind of a good zeitgeist of three things. Uh public discourse and discussion about the movie i think the movie is definitely more of a non-traditional superhero movie and then it also made a shitload of fucking money so it's kind of that critical commercial and also social success that i think caused them to say well fuck let's just put him in all the categories essentially because i mean look what happened with black panther last year like obviously it was a good it was a great movie critically it was a great movie commercially and it was a great movie socially so that's why it got i think picked up for best picture and so I think this is just one of those things, though, where like it and obviously they had cost, uh, costume categories and things like that. I think it just opened itself up more, probably too much. I don't have too much to say on the movie mm-hmm. in total because I actually never saw it. I oh. don't really have a major interest I did. in seeing I, it. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. Uh, I don't know if it should get all the both hate or critical acclaim that it should. I think it was just a fine movie. Right. Um, I you never saw I, it. Did no, you? I, I did. I, oh. I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I need more time to like think about it and digest what it's actually trying to say. But, um, to me, the thing that makes it a little bit more palatable as a movie to get awards is as the director, Todd Phillips described, it's really not exactly a movie about the Joker. It's, it's, a, it's a movie about becoming the Joker. You could have named this movie The Clown or something like Send in the Clowns. I have a million there, different there titles. Are laughs. There, it's it's hard to think of this as a superhero movie yeah. in, in any way. I mean, the closest, there are a couple of moments in the movie where you feel like, okay, that is a very Joker-type move. That's a very, I feel like I'm reminded of the actual character as we know them. But yeah. this is much more of a character study Yes. Uh, about a person who's suffering from mental health and social social issues, um, and Hollywood loves character studies. It's, I was gonna say it's kind of why I didn't want to see it. Not because like I I like Joker as a character, obviously, but like to me the core concept of the movie and like who this character is and where am I go. I'm like, 
A, I feel like I've seen this before and or like just from the trailers and B, like I don't really want to hear it again, even if I haven't seen like this type, this story. So in particular. the way the Oscars works is that yes, it's the actors who vote for the best acting category. It's the directors who vote for the best director. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it got 11 in a way is almost coincidental. Yeah. But I do think there's like if you look at it and a lot of the technical aspects of it, like from this, a screenwriting perspective, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of fat on the movie. Each scene feels tight. I'm constantly watching, constantly curious. Joaquin Phoenix really yeah. does an, a stunning job of portraying this extraordinarily pained and vicious character. The, um, that's the one category that I'm like, okay, yes, I would be even, okay with that because that performance is phenomenal. Even having just seen the trailer, I'm like, if I, I mean, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm not like saying like I would agree with that, but I'm like, I could see why people would say after having seen it, he like gets it. You know, like people confirm that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can believe that, but just by looking at the small scenes that I've seen, didn't we previously kind of talk about with the Oscars? Isn't it always like it's usually like the well, no, because in the voting, it's when they, is the middle of the road option. Yeah, so the voting is uh, a, a yeah. voter a voter preference based. Yes. So that th- that's when everyone can vote for. All right, I think this is the best actor from the ones that the actors Picked. selected. This, uh, uh, if this happens, is it the year that uh, the superhero quote superhero movie gets its final due? No, I don't like that theory. Personally. I'm actually terrified it's going to be we're going to get burnout because yeah. if it does win, I think on one hand, it might get Marvel a little bit like to wake up and be like, not every single movie has to be exactly the same kind of palette. At okay. the same time, everyone is going to be then rushing to create the joke, the next joke. Oh, God, because the penguin which, movie which that'll is, be terrible. That, that actually, given what. Uh, the DCU has done is what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. They should be like, let's pick off the wall Go even yeah. crazy directors. We're just going to do a bunch of alternate <laughs> and, universes. And not let's, try to connect it whatsoever. Yeah. I, well, but uh, like just thinking about what you guys were talking about before, they're going to be like, let's find this perfect movie and then figure out what this movie applies to which of our characters and just name the movie after that character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they like they get like a lot of There's land. an Amazonian woman that's fighting mostly in the prehistoric ages. That's Wonder Woman BC. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. They just I, get they get the script to La La Land and they're like mm, Harley Quinn. <laughs> uh, uh, I personally think it's the year of uh, a foreign film win- winning. Uh, obviously, Parasite. Like the Golden uh, Globe speech of him saying, "What? what uh, I looked it up. It's." Uh, uh, once you overcome the one inch tall barrier above the subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. Yeah. And I think that is what this year should be about. I'm rather than excited. like, it's the year that superheroes win. I don't like that. Personally. Yeah. To me, that's definitely the bigger story that parasite was nominated for a best picture award. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's phenomenal. And it has movie. six total awards. It was a great movie. I loved it. Um, Want to see uh, certainly more of it. Disney. I don't think is going to change their no. structure at no. all because it's, it's still a moneymaker. So it's fine. It's a massive moneymaker. And I actually artistically like the idea that there's continuity that characters from one movie to the next have longer, broader story arcs. Yeah. I think it makes it feel yeah. like a more full 
tail. And it flushes them out more, and you see them in different situations, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of, it's not a bad model. I can actually see uh, one of the other movies that I, I did see, I still definitely have to play catch up on Oscar movies ahead of it, uh, was Little Women. And I could actually also see that kind of running away with it in terms of not one, what they were nominated for, but also for Best Picture. Even though. That, and that one got 10 nominations? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And of course, what? It could have been 11, but no one decided to nominate Greta Gerwig for the fucking movie that she directed. I do think that I did like that article. Do, do does Hollywood think it this movie itself. was not directed by a woman <laughs> or directed? It's, like, yeah. it's the best cinematography. It's the best acting. Like, who do you Organize think got these all. people? It's a, I think it's, it's a Slate article. Yeah, it was actually written, and it's exactly right. Like, I mean, you can tell. I always describe Little Women as like Lady Bird, but in Victorian times because yeah. it's like the writing the chemistry it's all the fucking same thing Shashario Ronan or whatever the fuck her name is Sayers 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 Ronan <laughs> um, and Florence Pugh is great in it I mean like it's definitely gonna win awards here and there I hopefully I think it was like a really good overall package and it's a bit disappointing to see that Greta didn't get the nod I mean actually if you look at best picture best director it's as extraordinarily highly correlated yeah. kind of thing so if you're nominated for one you're likely yeah. nominated for the other it if you win falls. one you're it's extraordinarily yeah. likely that you win the other but i also think that's a little bit uh then it becomes a little bit stupid handing out both awards given how strongly correlated they are but it's not always because last year yeah. uh what's his name won for roma for director right uh, yeah, yeah. And then, he and was then excellent. Green Book, what was yeah, then Green Book yeah. one movie, and it was like, but he was like, because he wrote that part, that book, the movie after his like own kind of experiences, and like it was an incredible movie from that perspective. It wasn't really that interesting of a movie, so it's like you're right. And normally, like I think when it's not such a connected story, but like for that, it was easy to see that like he definitely should have won for director because he did organize that entire thing. I he had was. a horrible thought. So if Joker wins. Is this the equivalent of like, you know how everyone felt about Green Book winning last year? Is this the equivalent of like a superhero winning a superhero movie winning for the rest of like mainstream like America? I mean, that would be I mean, if it's everyone's second favorite choice, <sighs> there's a very real possibility that it will win. Was Green Book everyone's second favorite? It was or- like it was it could have been your second or your third. It's just that the ones Ugh, that were the the, the top favorites were just too contentious. I think so marriage. Annoying. I think marriage story or nineteen seventeen might also come out big. I feel like contentiously, like once upon a time, maybe too contentious. Parasite might be too contentious. Do you guys have any thought about the fact that ostensibly Hollywood is arguably some has some of the biggest champions for equality or the biggest, the most visual advocates for equality for women and like liberal ideas yeah isn't it a bit odd that they don't translate to awards (laughs) yes yeah yeah Yeah. i think we all think that's odd well going beyond odd do you have any theories or comments about it i think it's because the town is still run by network executives as opposed to creative types and that's interesting because because network executives are fundamentally conservative in the sense that they want to do the least amount of work to get the most benefit. Precisely. They're following the money. So the only reason why diversity is even increasing in many areas is because they know that there is more to sell, which is like, it's a fucking business. Like I think we have terrible to think about, but you're hundred percent correct. Um, Also they, anytime they like one of these terrible movies, they're like one 11 
Oscars. Right. And like they can just make so much more money from that shit. Oh, alone. yeah. Just slap that on a label in front of something. So those movies will always do really well. Well, that's why Cats was even supposed to be in for Cats, your consideration until it's such Cats, a big Cats. failure. Like, they were going to, I think, push that to win something. Did, like, but, like, did, I wonder how effective that, how much money it actually does make. Obviously, it, it you would expect that it does. But I don't ever think about, like, after movies come it's, out, it's even, then it's, it won an it's Oscar. More, it's then, more of, like, the history book. So if you can say you won the most Oscars that year, that goes down in a history book somewhere. So people like track it. And they, people track, track that. that people know those numbers. So that's why it's so important. You also, like, it's the same reason why, like, movie... Uh, marketing campaigns still get away with like from one of the producers a blank movie. Right. Like you sounded like a Rob Schneider. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not about us who like try to know actors, directors, names, like all this. It's just about people that are more casual that will like perk up a little bit to be like, oh, I like that movie. Or like, ooh, like I'm watching art because someone was nominated for something. You know, like it just adds... It's the sort of thing like when you buy any kind of product. Like if it's like if someone told you this Sham Wow won like the 2018 like cleaning product of the year, you wouldn't really give a shit, but you'd still say, "How dare you?" Of I'll buy that one probably instead of the other one. Oh yeah, but yeah, I guess there gotta be there have to be enough people who act on that margin. Have you met America? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm very unfamiliar with. America. I talked to America. America, America. Ferrera is here. <laughs> Okay, uh, any more about Oscars? Uh, Avengers Endgame did get nominated for visual effects. Oh. So I have a feeling that that'll probably take I have life. a feeling. I'm will. impressed that The Irishman was also nominated for visual effects. Uh, I mean, I thought they did a good job, but I-, I also didn't have as much of a problem with Henry Cavill's mustache gate in Justice League. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't notice that that was an issue, but apparently a lot of people were very freaked out by it. Can't help but notice your face is just fuzzy right now. I yeah. mean, are you blurring are you something blurry? out? <laughs> um, the uh, in the Irishman, um, the only thing that I think doesn't carry the uh, visual de aging was the fact that Robert De Niro has this kind of like crooked, hunched, like stiff way of walking, and so whenever he's going from place to place, you're like, that's a really young guy's head. It looks like a normal younger guy's head. On an old fucking body. He was walking around like Montgomery Burns. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to think of young him. He always sort of walked like he was a thousand years old. Just like a fucking crib keeper though, right? No, like, I don't know. Did he? Has he always walked like... Are, is always this, been a thousand... Is this kind of hunched. Is this us bit. as gays having that uh, birdcage bird, uh, bird scene where... He's like, all right, now walk like De Niro. And he walks like or, or John Wayne. Walk like John Wayne. Yeah. And then he's like, did I do it right? Yeah, I guess I just never realized John Wayne walked that way. <laughs> that's a great thing. Oh, that's uh, funny. Any comments on actor? I mean, we talked about Joker for uh, leading role uh, by actor. Uh, any other reactions? I mean, I think I, th- I would be happy if he won yeah. for best actor. That actually, yes, that would be great. Because I think that goes to prove that, like, to that point, superhero, it may not be the year of the superhero movie, but it can, it would be nice to have it the year that somebody in a superhero movie yeah. wins an acting award, which means, like, I, at start, well, you know, I, I mean, actually want it to be Heath the Ledger, year that the superhero movie or movie quote, like, goes fucking away. Yeah. Just like, a fucking different movie, but I mean, what I mean, it's now like its own category in the same way that a western is. Yeah, right. I like those to go away as well. Well, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> but uh, Heath Ledger posthumously won best that's supporting true. actor. So yeah, that's right. I do think it'd be funny if 
whenever they made Batman movies, it was only the Joker who could <laughs> the win. The Joker always. The, so the Batman's coming out uh, in maybe a year or two, and yeah. I'd love for that Joker to win. As I well. love <laughs> the fact that Scarlett Johansson could potentially win two awards for uh, best actress and best supporting actress. <laughs> That is, that would be very. She's funny. in fucking. Uh, and I'd like story. her to host as well. Yeah. And then JoJo Rabbit. Like nothing would sell. Nothing would fill her story more, besides the fact that she like obviously they have the ongoing meme I, of her stealing like uh, racially like diverse roles. Yeah, I like to just like win both awards. I, I like ScarJo, so but there's no way she's funny. winning supporting actress whatsoever. No. <laughs> I actually think that Florence Pugh could probably take it, or even Laura Dern. I know that she's been. Oh, I'm, I've heard of her. She's <laughs> done some great catalogs. I'm actually of surprised work. she didn't get nominated for Little Women. I thought she was really good in that as well. Yeah, uh, and then I everyone Shirley's Theron should win for Bombshell but from Look Alone. Um. What, what were some of the uh, technical categories? Uh, <laughs> let's re- yeah, sound let's, mixing. Let's dive. Di- yeah, is best boom operator on there? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Film best editing, boy, makeup best and boy. hairstyling. Actually, you know what? Makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell might actually win because of how reactive everybody was to them looking like the real life people. Yeah. That'd be pretty. It's impressive. pretty alarming how close they got. Yeah, honestly, no, that I haven't seen the full movie, but Charlize Theron. Like I remember that trailer came out, everybody lost their shit. Yeah, like, um, music written. There's nothing. Yeah, I was kidding. About. I was kidding. Well, <laughs> we were mocking you. Hey, but we um, support anything all the else. Anything stuff. like uh, best uh, seat filler or anything you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm winning that one so far. <laughs> <laughs> I um, do think it would be nice if the Oscars uh, d- tried to just incorporate the Razzies into what they did. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So they like they would say the best movie and then they would whisper the worst movie and then <laughs> they would invite the best movie up. Or or they totally troll and they're just like best humanoid cat movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> they what? make hyper specific categories. And cats doesn't win. <laughs> yes, best best <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, so in terms of comic news, there's a bunch that came out this week. Um, so, uh, the biggest news probably that came out this week was, uh, there's a new X Factor book that's coming out by Leah Williams and David Baldian. Baldian. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's a, it's a fun team. Um, what'd you guys think of it actually? Uh, I'm really excited. I think I love the idea that they have a comic series that's going to delve deeper into the mythos of the resurrection yes so Um, it's going to talk about the five and then this is the sort of like ground team to the five that investigate other things to figure out if someone should be resurrected right do they want to be resurrected when do they get resurrected back so beyond the five you've got uh north star iboy rachel gray uh prodigy Polaris, and then everyone's favorite I bisexual boy. super killer Dokken. No. So oh, it's okay. um, it's a it's a very queer team. <laughs> yeah. So Prodigy is recently identified as queer in the last Young Avengers. Where? Like, and who the, is that? Where did that? Pro- Prodigy was um, he came up. Uh, it started as a, a series a while ago called the New Mutants, and then it turned into the New X Men. But he was there through the entire time. The newish mutants, <laughs> and when all the mutants got depowered uh, a few years ago during House of M, he was one of the few ones to retain all. Uh, in a weird way, like he retained all the knowledge he gained from his power, mm. but did not retain his mutant power. So there's going to be some weird retconning, and uh, the writer itself said 
that she would be talking about it. So I'm super excited for him. And then he actually transitioned over into Young Avengers as well. Got it. Um, I do like the inclusion reason for the characters. Each one was picked to be a specific investigative tool, like Eye Boy for his X-ray vision, uh-huh. Jean Grey for telepath, uh-huh. uh, Prodigy because he's like an investigative Swiss Army knife, and Dokken because the team needed a fucky thought enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty clever. Um, Polaris is going to be there. She's going to be crazy. Clark's happy somewhere. I like the idea that like they're hunting down missing people to confirm their deaths not to really do anything about it just so that they don't resurrect and like obviously i'm like that's a fucking loaded gun that they're gonna be like yeah. oh this person's dead and then they accidentally resurrect somebody that's still alive it's- yeah so i'm excited to really and like i wouldn't and like what i love is that they're taking an like i didn't certainly didn't think too far into the resurrection thing i feel like brent your brain always goes into like what are all the oddball situations yeah and i like that the writers and like just this overall creative team is getting ahead of people like trying to really think. I think, I think it's it perfect. It's, it's, it's such neat. It's so needed because so many people online were freaking out. They're like, well, what if they think they're dead, but they're not? Then there will be the two. Do they kill right. one of them? Do they like, so they're going to answer a lot of those questions. And someone online also asked, a, inquired about a question of like, if someone doesn't identify as a certain sex, are they going to be reborn as the sex that they want to? I mean, Proteus can do a lot when he's manipulating the cells mm-hmm. and stuff. So how do they handle that? So they're going to actually look into that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that this is a perfect kind of story to have because you can build short story runs. You can build long story runs. Um, if some something isn't working, you can get rid of it quickly right. and start something new. And it tries to address like what are the what are what's the remainder of our of our story building? What's the leftover parts that we still need to explain? My only uh, concern with this that it's not the inclusion I'm, of iBoy. <laughs> fucking, I'm iBoy. excited to definitely see where uh, Leah takes this. I will say that I wasn't the biggest fan. I don't think any of us necessarily were of the extremists, uh, which was the book during Age of X Man. No. And it like it is it does follow a very similar path, right? There are a team that is yeah. hunt, set to hunt down things, I but know. I think that was also really she she was definitely trapped in the construct of the. Con, like the overall concept. And One I of the things like, was you can't feel emotion or love right. in that story, though. So that's hard to I just, translate. Well, to. I know that also I read that Blob is coming back, so I just hope they no. tone, they tone down the, <laughs> the weird relationship that doesn't need to be there. Um, but no, I'm really excited. I think the team is super interesting. And yeah. like we've already seen all these people more recently with like fun, interesting storylines. So Dokken was in um, Iceman. Uh, North Star turned up in the extremists, and he was still pretty good in that. I feel like we haven't seen them in forever. <laughs> I miss them. I'm I'm excited for this team. I remember when Eye Boy was a weird assassin in the Age of X-Men oh, for that no was reason. Weird, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, very exciting. Um, so another news. Fuck that character. <laughs> Hate him. I don't like him. Um, so uh, another news. Uh, just real quick. Uh, next, the next giant size X-Men that is going to be coming out after the Magneto one will be Nightcrawler. Oh, and it's going to be spooky. It's going to be spooky as fuck. Um, it's it's actually classic uh, X-Men artist Alan Davis, which is huge. He did the X-Men through a long time, a bunch of years. Like came back at like a bunch of times. Um, Brent, do you want to give the descript? No, <laughs> me either. Um, I mean, it's he's going on a on a mission. Yeah. In spooky, jungly areas. It's going to be haunted. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the gray, the, Where did you read that? that in the article. 
Um, and if you look at the cover, he's in like a spooky jungle. It does look spooky. Scary. A spoopy yeah. jungle. Spoopy, yeah. um, no, I mean, yeah, he's basically, what I like about it is that it's obviously going to be, you know, the giant size are usually open and closed, right? Like there's just like one storyline. It's just to yeah. set the stage. It's a one and done. I did find it really interesting that they're giving him a giant size considering he just had the Age of X-Men series. Um, they're trying to boost him up more. Yeah, because he's not currently wired into anything, right? That's a good point. I literally was thinking, I was like, I was like when I was reading wow, there. Wow, that I actually like, is a really is great thing. So I like that he's kind of left out. And he actually does, not that his Age of X-Men series, again. Why is he not more on like Marauders? Ex- yeah. Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Marauders. A, a, per, a 9.5. Um, <laughs> no, but I did, I, I liked his character in the book. So I, I think he really can exist as a standalone. He's very fun. He's fun, exciting. The swashbucklingness of him is very interesting. So. I'm kind of hoping that they do a good job of like using this storyline to. It sounded like there's going to be resurrecting a lot of like people that aren't around yet still. Like I guess the ghost of X Men's past. Speaking of people up. they're going to resurrect, uh, uh, they are going to bring back two characters that we have not seen for a long time since Deadly Genesis. Oh. Um, so in a future X Men issue, I think it's X Men issue number ten. They're going to bring back two people that were literally murdered right after the giant size X-Men came out. Um, it's called Delhi Genesis, uh, and they were murdered by Krakoa. Yes. <laughs> so they're going to be resurrected on Krakoa. So it should be, and h- hilarity ensues, I assume. But who are the two people? Um, Sway and Petra are their names. Those were like the people that were on the original group with yes. Vulcan. Vulcan and Darwin, exactly, Darwin. yeah. Are they a hip-hop group? Petra. <laughs> 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 it is. They Sway do sound Petra, ridiculous. Yeah. They at least sound like DJs. At least Sway yeah. was a. It, it is actually the VJ from uh, MTV. Yeah, Dude, I don't know if you remember him. No, I don't. No. Uh, but he doesn't remember you either. <laughs> He's got a better reason. No, we than asked I do. him. He doesn't know you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's an X Men crossover coming, confirmed in December of 2020. We don't really know any details, but there's more X books coming out leading up to it. What? So are we just in like crossover central now? Like everything. Well, this is Marvel for you, though. I know, but like Marvel has had like several of their crossover with Endgame, yeah. and then oh, the DC yeah. TV has their Crisis on Infinite right. Earths. Well, no, they do. I mean, what was it comics usually do at least <laughs> six months of nothing, and then they always do a crossover. Yeah, right. It's always like six months every cross. There's always a crossover. What? what uh, it was like. Eight year, eight or nine years ago, Marvel was like, "We're not going to do any crossovers, and it's going to be crazy." They lasted <laughs> a year and a half, and that was huge for any yeah. of like the big comics. It makes too much money. It does, yeah. And it jumps everybody buy those books on. It jumps everybody off, yeah. yeah. Um, it so, jumps everyone on and <laughs> jumps them off. Because <laughs> everybody, because Empire, I wish is, you would jump up. Because yeah. <laughs> Empire is going to be in the mid like a summertime, right? It's a midsummer time. <laughs> very spooky. Because yeah, okay. like there's Empire in the summer, and then yeah. there'll be. I, this I'm in the very fall. excited for Empire. Yeah. That looks really good. So, um, so we don't really know anything about the X Men crossover, but what do you guys think? Just knowing you've seen these X crossovers a bunch of times, you've read some of the big arcs. What do you think a cool X Men crossover could be for December? So let's keep that in mind. I don't know why. It's a Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> They've got to save Santa Claus, well, it, who's there, a mutant. There's already going to be the uh, Fantastic Four X-Men crossover, right? About Franklin yeah. Richards. That's going to be more of a contained miniseries. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so but it might lead be a, to this yeah. crossover. So who knows? Because I'm just like, I do feel like what would be kind of cool is 
as much as I would want them to either hopefully heal it or bring it back, like in December, especially with all these books going, there could be like the destruction of the resurrection system or something yeah. happens with it or like people get resurrected. I don't want to do like another zombie kind of thing, but like yeah. something where they come back anti and then it's like they start growing their Maybe that the um, group. they the X-Men, you know, because they've been scanning all these different brains, not just the mutants, maybe they have some other heroes that have been stored in Cerebro and they're convinced to break the rules of only resurrecting mutants that questions kind of the integrity of Krakoa or mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it does involve probably their regenerate like yeah it's got to at, at some point because it's too powerful for them to avoid it so I think maybe like their their human enemies actually get the technology as well so it's mm. like almost like this weird sort of thing of like they're fighting each other for this technology or so I, I there's something bigger in well, or maybe the rest of the world kind of has that uh, Dr. Manhattan type or that alien type unifying threat that they go okay we all have to like put our differences aside and it if takes. it's if it's all of Earth versus Krakoa yeah. maybe that changes the calculus a little bit um, on how Krakoa can interact Which with makes anyone. sense it would happen I feel like well there's also like I'm assuming it's going to take at least I think the year makes sense to build up to Sinister's plan. So obviously mm. he's starting to create the idea of the chimera, like the things that we saw in Hawks and Pox where everybody had like multiple oh, yeah, abilities. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if maybe that's how Rasputin and I forget the other person's name comes up, but like he starts creating his own kind of army or something like sooner or later sinister. Yeah. I don't think Magneto will go bad, but I think sinister and apocalypse, they're obviously going to flip at some point there. There's too many mutants around for them not to have such a large force against them. So I think sinister is just going to start making these crazy ass clones of right. all of their stuff. Yeah. And I like yeah. the idea of that's, that's how they would bring chimeras back because I, I think it'll be too early if they do it like right now. I mean, now you could do it with those resu- resurrection and, pools. And right. they're going to like kill the five or something like that. They're going to do something where someone cannot be resurrected. Right. Finally. They, that's got to come down the line at some point. Yeah. No, I'm, I think it'll, cause I'm like looking at, so it's like the upcoming books. There's fantastic Four, X-Men, Hellions, Cable, X-Factor, X-Core. Apparently more is going to have yeah. another tile. Corp. Yeah, it's like a corporation. And then excellent. <laughs> I mean, they did start out Which is about eggs. the hype for <laughs> this, not. for the Dawn of X and Hawks and Pox and stuff by saying death will matter more. People can't. But then the, the true conceit of the story is that there are these resurrection pods. So I would like to see the resurrection pods don't work and certain members of the Quiet Council are killed off permanently. <sighs> And that changes the balance of the Quiet Council, oh. which kind of changes the direction that Korkoa goes in. You know what? I, w- I went even deeper layer. So, like, you know how Moira's just sitting in no, this weird... No, that was deep enough. <laughs> <laughs> Moira's in this fucking weird, deep underground, like, water egg or whatever the fuck she's in. Yeah. And so... Having the time of her life. So she comes out. She helps everyone at some point. She gets murdered. And then the whole process doesn't work anymore because she threw off all of life cycle or well, something Well, I'm trying like to that. think of the outstanding threads, too. So, like, you still have the phalanx that, like, obviously that's way far flung in the future. But what if something comes, you know, back or comes more soon? You've got the idea of potentially Nimrod. Like, I feel like they're not – they can't leave those things hanging forever because, like, I thought yeah. – I assumed that most other readers – 
taking that in, like loved all of that stuff. So I know it was like used to do a reboot, but I do think that those things are going to start shaping a lot of the future for the series, hopefully. Um, but cause it's, cause they're pitching it as an X-Men kind of major crossover, as opposed to like, I think we were talking about the idea of yeah, like world of the world. All of it's Marvel. not like all the yeah. Avengers are going to team up again to fight the X-Men no. because they're attacking. And, and I, and I think at some point they're just going to be like, Oh, we're in trouble. And the Avengers and everyone else is going to be like, you guys are fucks. Right. Fuck you. Yeah, like, good luck. Do you know what I could uh, use some more of? What? Give me BS. A... Oh, shit. Let's what talk about mean? more BS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the Morbius trailer came out, guys. It basically tells the story of a kid who, you know, gets injured and or beaten up, and then yeah. he becomes a doctor for uh-huh. his rare blood disease Ooh, and then girl. becomes a vampire and then is a good bad guy. While the Phantom of the Opera music plays in the background. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's starring Jared Leto. It's an association with Marvel. It's... Whew, they leaned hard on, we help produce Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home. Well, but like what's funny they is... They put Venom third. But what's funny yeah. is... Yeah, that is true. And it's the, in arguably the Venom-verse as yeah. well. So. Yeah. But it also... Like, I mean, Venom... You can't really sleep on Venom, unfortunately. I wish you could because it made a decent amount of money. And like they were like, good. wait a minute, maybe we got something here. And what pisses me off the most is that this little trailer is just, it's just the Venom movie trailer. Like, it's all the same shit. I'm so tired of, of origin stories. It's when, when, you when Jenny up- Slate came on the screen and she said, <laughs> Vampiriori. <laughs> Vampire. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the This is the danger of looking at Marvel and going, they have a house style. We need to have a house style and then picking a bad one. It's not even a house style. It's just whoever they got to do these movies and trailers. It's that like, ooh, this is a gritty movie. Like I've even without being the superhero lens, like I've seen shitty action movies that look like this. Adam, it's not even that. It's we need more light on the set. (laughs) Everything's so dark. Yeah, it's the cheating way of having nighttime, which is to just make everything kind of blue gray by filtering. Um, what I also don't fucking like is that there's literally it's actually what it really reminds me of is the Incredible Hulk because the the um, uh, the Edward Norton movie because there is no concept of who this vil- like if there's a villain it just seems like he's being chased by mostly like you yeah know, it's got Matt paramilitary like I'm just like this is fucking stupid and I don't have time for this I'm I'm trying to turn into Clark because he's not here so okay so it's obviously an origin movie how would we make this a little bit different. I mean, the one tease that we sort of get in it, which is kind of their bread and butter is they, they have the te- the very obvious one at the very end. Yeah. Which, which looks the, great. Which I will the, give credit to that. It looks, I like the, it's also spoiled. Yeah. By it, so that's, it's annoying. That's, I just hate that so much to so, see vulture. Oh, I'm sorry. I went, I thought you meant like what Morbius looks like that. Oh, oh, that, oh okay. That Easter egg is a fucking, just a way to get people in theater. Yes. I do like the choice to try and maintain the, Visual integrity of Morbius make him look more like a horrifying creature, but with great abs. With great <laughs> abs, you see, and a big dick. Have you? You've. I mean, you've seen the video, of Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gay. Like, we know. No, 
Wait, really? I have not. Oh, and he was singing in concert once. His penis is fucking huge. He doesn't take it out. It's just like an eleven. I'm, I'm going to pull it up while you're while we're so talking. This is important. Um, um, but that, but I agree it's an with awful, you. awful way of including what would have been the most exciting character moment in the movie that I haven't seen. It's a 1990s like wink. You know, at the end of like a sequel to like Bad Boys, they put in like someone right at the end just yeah. to like get you like, whoa, that guy's in it. Yes. Like that's what it is. And that's why I fucking Because he's not so going to be there long no he's gonna go to jail for like one scene yeah um in terms of what i thought would make the movie actually good again i don't know i get it morbius like people don't know his story but nobody needs another superhero origin story like they could have literally had him already be transformed and like kind of did flashbacks to um what was happening oh brent's looking at the penis brent describe it it's it looks like a soda can oh my gosh but is that soft or what is that? This uh, is him at the concert. Oh, uh, that's Grubby. that's semi soft. Uh, Brent, you're getting come everywhere. It's Stop. like a it's like a like a firm brie. Let me yeah. see. <laughs> it's probably he probably gets a yeah, that might be a, a goat cheese log. He he gets probably gets a semi during a concert, right? Yeah. Oh, as we all do. One of his concerts, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but what if he just has like really inflatable panties, and that's like when you grab it, it just like jits out. Uh, well, or he could do the thing that like a lot of rock stars did where they would wear really tight jeans and then just stuff like a sock in there. Yeah. That would be fucking annoying. Don't let us down, Jerry Little. Sh- send us a photo so we know. Please write your name on your penis and date it. Timestamp it. <laughs> uh, say for Homo Superior. Yeah. No, so I think like I would really like to see them do like, f- I would love for him to already be transformed, have them do flashbacks. Like yeah. we're going to spend an entire first, ins- we're going to spend a first act of him transforming a second act of him getting used to yes. his powers, and then some giant climactic third act where no one's really learned anything and nobody gives a shit. So he can control his powers, but he is still saving people at the very, very end. And they're so like, you're not a monster, so you're he- a Morbius. <laughs> Ew. I would much rather, because I don't know much about this character. But you know you love him. Um, If there is any amount of his package <laughs> on screen, I'm, I'm 100% in. God damn it, Brent. I mean, there's well, not much to really know about him. He's just... He's got superhuman vampire powers. So if I was going to make a story about Morbius, uh-huh. it would be already he's already Morbius. Uh-huh. This is like maybe maybe it's like the first five minutes. He's like just become like the vampire and they don't tell you any of the other stuff like all this extra backstory, whatever he's there's a there are vampires in this world. OK. And the vampires are obviously racist because they're vampires <laughs> and they don't like That's the so idea of like a scientifically engineered vampire oh, yeah. because they know there's a limited a amount. Bigot, a there, there's like a limited amount of vampires that can exist okay. and still not be like mass hunted by humans. So by take. create being able to create more vampires, that like creates a problem for their society. So they like have a war. Morbius like kills a lot of them, but then he's like, yeah, I'm doing a good thing, but also I'm still going to be a vampire. Hey, that's the stupidest thing. That's, I've ever that, heard. That, that is fucking terrible. That was the um, dumbest thing I've ever heard. But one of the biggest reveals that you, is very what's subtle. your big idea, fucko? Well, my big idea is uh, that it's just a normal Morbius story, and they show flashbacks of how he got there. Right, the end. And no, what's a normal Morbius story? I don't know because he's not that prevalent. Well, mine in the was Marvel more universe. fully formed than that. You, shit. Was it? Well. It, it, what was that shitty movie with uh, werewolves and vampires? That's oh, Underworld. Underworld. That's exactly what that movie felt like. 
Well, yeah, but but you didn't see it through my like vision. Well, what's <laughs> funny though is that yeah, the majority of like his more anti-hero work seems to be in conjunction his with work. like Shield and other teams. So I think that's where the problem is for this is because he's kind of just standing alone on his own. I want them to unleash him as a beast sometimes. Yeah, I do think that um, as a beast. It. I do like the flashbacks idea. Like, I think he should have already been transformed. But I was just thinking as you were telling your shitty story, Brent, that I was like, I love the idea of like him getting like he's like running through. You know what? I'm retroactively claiming this <laughs> as all right. This might be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like running through the alley. He's like fighting a bunch of people. And then he falls through like a gate, and then it freezes, and he goes, "You might be wondering why I'm here." <laughs> How did I get here, you say? <laughs> he's like, they're lowering a coffin into a grave. He's like, you're probably wondering how oh I got gosh. here. Ew, ew, ew. But like, guys, these are terrible Well, ideas. but so no, honestly, what I think would have been- This so, movie's going to be way But I that. think actually <laughs> the reason why Underworld worked is because- I love the first Underworld. It's a good movie because Kate Beckinsale's hot as fuck. But it works because they're- he, Morbius is someone who I think needs a mythos around him. So even your like weird plot line, it would be great if it was a lot more vampire heavy as opposed to just him being this weird monster vampire. Like create a, a fucking society of vampires, like underground society. Like no. make it that kind of movie. Like that would have actually made me more interested. It's not going to be good either way. Stop shaking your head, Ryan. <laughs> we might as well make it. I'd rather at least see a bad vampire movie than a bad origin movie. Um. Okay, so something did happen in the trailer that is worthwhile. So they did do a quick shot of uh, he's walking like down some alley and you see a shot of Spider-Man. Yes. It does not look like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. The little spider on his chest does to me look like there's a gold lining around it. Yeah. That's supposed to be the iron spider type so, suit. And I've freezed it on this shot. Yeah. So we can all take a look. Yeah, and everyone it says can see it online murderer. As well. Yeah. On Spider-Man's face because he murdered her. Uh-huh. What's his name? Uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, well <laughs> I do, I mean I do enjoy With his beautiful eyes. So um yeah, so th so there is going to be some interconnectivity. Um we don't know what that means really for the MCU and also the quote Venom verse. If this now means that Venom verse is within the MCU. So it's there's a it's a big question in the air because we I don't feel like it has to be. Well, wasn't that I thought that was part of uh, Contract Boy. I thought that was part of the deal. <laughs> Contract Boy. That Tom they're Holland, very tight lipped about stuff now. It's hard to find stuff. <laughs> that uh Tom Holland, they're like, we want to use him for movies. Correct. And so that part of the deal was, yeah, you can make another whole spider-man movie they have him for yes. four movies so, and we are yes. going to use him for a cameo at least yes so there there is a lot of talk that he is actually doing a cameo in this movie and then he in the next venom he will also do another cameo right. uh it, it's still a little up, up in the air there's another theory saying like they're actually going to do a into the spider-verse actual live action yeah. sort of thing so tom holland actually comes from the mcu universe comes into the Venom verse, oh. and that's how they actually get him. Interesting. But with that theory, then they could introduce. Wait, what does that mean? So it's not the same MCU universe. You know, spy like so the they were gonna do a live action Spider Verse. Yes. So that Tom Holland, who is the MCU Spider Man, would end up in the Venom verse. 
and maybe the Venom vs. Spider Man, if it does exist, is dies or something. So they so they stay separate, but Tom Holland still gets to be in this movie. movie. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, though. yeah, so it's, it's a theory it's, that's out there. But the I'm more not sure, I still fully the, the more like the more likely thing that's probably going to happen is the Venom verse or okay. wait, let me try to explain it for Brad. No, is so, it no, no, is, is so, it a multiverse? So he is the multiverse in, exist? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he comes in from the that's MCU Spider Verse. Well, yeah. And the Spider-Men of the Venomverse are racist, so they start chasing down the Spider-Man. I'm following you. Okay, I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And and they sort of say, like, because of Doctor Strange, you know, like, the next movie is going to be Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah. So they think there's some sort of, like, correlation that that might cross over. I do like the idea that Sonny would then be admitting, yeah, our universe is just worse. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... It's a big thing, but also, what now? I don't think it's gonna do. I don't think it's gonna do well, and I think hopefully it'll kill. It the will do good it's because tracks. it's connected really? now. Yeah, bitch. What if this connected. was all just a fake and they got like Tobey Maguire? <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. So I would love for Morbius to be connected to the Spider-Man original trilogy by Sam Raimi. Yeah, that's the gag. Of There's the another theory that. <laughs> He's that, back. Those, that and Andrew Garfield will actually come in at some point. And for and, the Spider-Verse? Yeah. And they will all that. be different Spider-Men at different <laughs> yeah. ages. That would be very funny. Um, They'll all I, just be pointing at each other. You know <laughs> what? I think we gave way too much time to Morbius. I'd like to move on okay. to a big thing that's out in the news recently. Uh-huh. And it is... We uh, already looked at Jared Leto's penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's been in the news constantly because I keep pulling it up. Um, it's coming up in impeachment up trials. Up <laughs> so uh, they did... There, there's a bunch of reported leaks, and apparently there are a lot of like sources are saying that it's real that the Star Wars Episode Nine Rise of the Skywalker original script actually leaked. So, and it's actually called Duel of Fates. Better name, loved it. Much better name, and also very. It, it makes a lot more sense of a Last Jedi. It makes it makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways. This was Colin Trevorrow's vision for jj abrams you know what you, you could say a lot of bad stuff about colin but he writes a great script uh, no write, idea who he, he is. writes a great last name <laughs> um i'd love to just name a few things that actually yeah Trevor the rural drawer uh, <laughs> so uh one of the most important things is no palpatine He's, bing i'm already he, sold my dick is hard. ren and kylo are trying to end both the jedi and the sith together so there's not just some big Jedi are better. Yeah. Rose is featured more. Poe and Finn steal a goddamn Star Destroyer, which sounds so fucking cool. I'm super hard. Chewie ends up in an X-Wing. I just like that. Seems fun. (laughs) And then the big reveal is that Kylo is the one who killed Rey's parents. So she's not a Palpatine. There's no sort of correlation whatsoever towards that. Um, Ben, uh, so Yoda and uh, Obi-Wan show up to try to convince kylo to like maybe turn to the good side at the end he actually refuses and he dies on the dark side yeah. so like it ends on a dark note which you don't really see in a star wars movie which would have been kind of cool and then the last thing that actually really happens is ray um uh, a, a group of them actually tried to save a bunch of the little younglings and so they they bring them to ray on a, some like different planet and she's going to train the next generation of jedi but Guess who one of the little younglings was? The slave boy? Broom boy. Broom yes. boy. It was Broom boy. He was supposed to be in the fucking movie. Um, 
And don't forget at the end they go, what's your name? And she goes, uh, Ray, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> Kylo Ren killed my parents. <laughs> um, so, okay. It sounds like a better movie already. It needed. I think there was a little bit of fine tuning to be done, but I when I read all the beats from the like the live capture of what the script was in it, I was like, "This is the fucking movie I wanted to see." I know it makes me so upset. It was more true to what the path was going on, correct? And it even paid homage a little bit more back to the the beginning of it as well. So yeah. like that would have actually tied in way more than what JJ's was. Even like the they were kind of like revealing, I think, some of what the script would have been. And I'm yeah. like, sure, these are still like shitty cliche movie lines, but of I'm course. like, they're so much better because they fit the actual storyline that what, was trying to be told. One of them was like uh, Finn would actually be on one of the Star Destroyers and he would see a, uh, like a stormtrooper with his helmet yes. off and say like, he recognized him and then they like bonded for a second. Well, there which was like, been cool, like into his arc. There was an amazing line. I forget. Oh, cause I think Ray was talking to Finn about how to do what to do with uh, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we can, he's like, not everybody can change. And she's like, no, people can change. Like you taught me that. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, finally Finn's like journey actually makes sense. Yes. No. <laughs> the, I know it's, it's too much a part of star Wars now, mm-hmm. but they've, they just need to drop family reveals as being any part of Ugh. good storytelling. Tell that to Maury. I'm like, <laughs> the big reveal being Kylo Ren killed Ray's parents. Who, Who cares? fucking yeah. cares? I think it's a, that the the only interesting reveal was that Ray comes from no one. Yeah. yeah. But also, is, yeah. that's not very interesting as a reveal. No, I think... We all come from no one. I think the reason Especially, why they yeah. added this and that is to make it more, like, with him ending on the dark side, be like, I, because like he he's the one who's like your parents were nobody, so like it's kind of fitting that he would be the one he yeah. knows that information because he killed. I'm them. fine with that being like no, a, but you're a right. Point, they have to stop that be a, a big reveal. Well, people always I think movie writers or execs or just people that watch movies love to have all these weird dramatics between family members because yeah. like that's what they have in their own life. How cute would have Chewie been in the next wing though? Wouldn't that been any fun? He's just like it doesn't. That doesn't uh, move me. But much. he's in really? the R two D two seat, not in the actual. Oh, yeah. bitch! Yeah. <laughs> he just freezes to death uh, in, the, in space. Uh, he's just spinning around. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I dies I was, in the vacuum of why space. Why didn't he die? I now finally understand script. because there's always another uh, transporter ship that he's on. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> I now he was on another X wing. Yeah. Also died in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely understand why people are like even though I don't care to see it, why people are like, release the Snyder Cut? Because now I'm like, make this Colin Trevorrow's movie. Release the Trevorrow Cut. <laughs> like, I would like, this is, um, I'm just so upset because I'm like, this is, I was reading and I was like, this is, a, I like it's, this movie. It's literally what we said was, don't have Palpatine in it and give Rose not a shitty shaft Whoa. of a like role. Oh my gosh. It's tough. But how many increasingly small robots would they have had? I assume a microchip. Because you know it's a better and better movie the smaller the robots are. (laughs) And the more they stutter. Uh, Do we have anything else you guys want to mention? (laughs) Kaylin, I I only want to do this just because of what we talked about before we started the podcast. Yeah. Kaylin sent me the article about Taika Waititi being in talks to direct Star Wars, and he was like, it's breaking. Announce it on the podcast. It's not breaking news. <laughs> so, but I was going to- Literally, just- a reporter <laughs> asked him, he said, would you would you direct a Star Wars film? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'd love it. 
It'd be great. <laughs> this is not breaking news. This does not mean that he is in talks. This does not mean anything. Wait, wait, wait. We might have some more breaking news. Adam, would you direct a Star Wars movie? <laughs> yes. Breaking news. Oh, my God. Adam's, Adam is in talks. I can't wait. I'm, t- text- it's, I'm it's texting lit- Kellen right now to be like, listen at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's because he directed a couple yeah, episodes was, was of IG-88. The Mandalorian. Yeah. And like everyone's like, I don't know. It could be a movie. It could be a Disney Plus. Like it's everyone's like, this isn't real news, but let's talk about it like it's real news. Let's, oh, That's God. amazing. Um, All right. Anything we want to mention uh, coming up next week? Uh, just some great comics, some great news, some <laughs> great us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. SoundCloud and also kiss your mother for me. You slut. <laughs> <laughs>